You're listening to the SPE podcast. I'm Paige McCowan, and we're talking about the SPE Virtual Latin American and Caribbean Petroleum Engineering Conference, also known as LACPEC. And we're talking today with Roberto F. Aguilera and Roberto Aguilera. Welcome, everyone. We have, I think, a first for SPE podcast for sure, a father and son duo today talking about LACPEC, which starts July 27th. You can still register for the conference on SPE events page at spe.org slash events. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. Um, tell us a little bit about um, yourselves and have you collaborated on technical papers in the past? Thank you, Paige. Yes, we've collaborated in about 20 papers starting back in 2006 when I graduated from the Colorado School of Mines, getting my PhD in mineral and energy economics. Most of our joint work deals with petroleum markets and prices, and we also do research on the energy mix, that is the combination of different energy sources that are expected to satisfy total energy demand in the coming decades. Uh, and I also thank you, Paige. Uh, this has been certainly very rewarding, uh, mixing the economic aspects of the oil and gas industry, something that has been done by uh, my son, Roberto F., and mixing that with the technical aspects of petroleum engineering, which is uh, my area of specialization. That's great, especially talking about the energy demand and the mix. That's something that's a hot topic these days throughout the industry. Well, tell us a little bit more about your backgrounds. Well, I'm from Canada, and I've been working, though, in Perth, Australia at Curtin University for the past eight months, though I also worked here from 2010 to 13. Over the past couple of years, in 2018-19, I was on the SPE Distinguished Lecture Program, which took me around the world, and that was uh, presenting on the subject of oil prices. And it became very interesting, especially in the Q&A discussions, to hear about the commonalities in terms of what people think are the main issues facing the petroleum markets and the industry. Uh, Before that, in 2013 to 17, I was an analyst at the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, in Vienna, where uh, I was with their research division, which produces oil and energy forecasts and then publishes those findings in reports and outlooks. And those are freely available to the public uh, on their website. Another highlight from mine, of mine is uh, a book where I was the co-author called The Price of Oil, published by Cambridge University Press uh, back in 2015. That book basically examines the past, the present, and the future of the oil market. And Roberto? Yes, uh, I was born in, in Colombia, South America, uh, hence my deep interest in, in LAPEC. Uh, I got my bachelor's degree at the University of America, Universidad de America in Bogota, worked for a while in Colombia, and then came to the U.S. to do my master and Ph.D. in petroleum engineering at the Colorado School of Mines. I was a distinguished lecturer for SPE 
in the year 2000-2001 discussing natural diffraction reservoirs. And I was very pleased to be editor-in-chief of a new monograph published by the SPE that deals with unconventional reservoirs. I also authored in the past a book uh, entitled Naturally Fractured Reservoirs. Wow, that's great. We've got some heavy hitters here on the show today talking about... is proud to co-sponsor the Energy and Data webinar series. Engage and connect with the Energy and Data community from anywhere in the world by participating in our monthly webinars. On the 30th of July at 8 a.m. Central Time, tune in with Sashi Gunturu and learn about subsurface data engineering. Join us for this great learning experience by visiting energyanddata.org to register now. The Energy and Data webinars are powered by AAPG, SEG, and SPE. So let's talk about LACPEC. So it's an important event in the industry for more than 25 years now. Can you tell us a little bit about the conference and why it's so important? Well, myself, I've been to two past LACPEC events. One of those was in Peru, the other one in Argentina. I see these as very important events because they bring together the community in the region to advance the industry despite the challenges it faces that ranging from technical to policy to environmental and commercial challenges. Um, I think it is great uh, to bring together the Caribbean and Latin American oil and gas industry expertise. All of our countries have so much to offer on the practical, academic, uh, theoretical aspects of petroleum engineering. Uh, we have been very unfortunate that, in addition, we have had for many years the participation in the PEC of the United States and Canada, as well as some of countries in, uh, from Europe, Asia, and Oceania. So this is a very important international conference. It is, it is. And what can you expect to take away or what can others expect to take away from the event? It's virtual this year, so it's a little different. Yeah, for me, it's an opportunity to expand my knowledge in areas somewhat outside of my specialty of uh, energy economics. Uh, and of course, to expand my network with the very accomplished and, and friendly SPE community in the region. Well, I am particularly interested in issues related to unconventional reservoirs. I can hardly wait to listen to those presentations and to read the corresponding papers on the Vaca Muerta shales in Argentina, as their findings could have some application in other Latin American shales not yet developed, such as uh, La Luna in Colombia and Venezuela and the Gulf of Shale in Mexico. Uh, one of the great things about the SP conferences, including La PEC, is that a complete manuscript is required in order to get to the podium to make the presentation. And all of these manuscripts then remain in one petrol, making it then available to all petroleum engineers around the world. Yes, One Petro is a great resource. And for those who are unaware, it's onepetro.org. And you can find papers not only from SPE, but other industry associations as well. 
Much of the work of the Society of Petroleum Engineers is accomplished by members. Become a volunteer and use your knowledge and experience to influence SPE programs and activities. As a volunteer, you can enhance your leadership skills while meeting and working with other SPE members from across the globe. There are many opportunities to get involved, regardless of your experience, location, or experience level. To learn more about the League of Volunteers, visit spe.org volunteer. Tell us a little bit about the session that your paper will be presented in. Yeah, our our joint paper is in a session dealing with case studies of petroleum business development. So it's a very practical and applied session. For instance, there's a presentation uh, in that session called Early Engagement Collaboration to Evaluate Business Opportunities in Crude Trading Industry. That's of particular importance to me, considering my uh, economics and finance background and the fact that uh, things like investor demand, hedging and speculation continue to become increasingly important in the industry, including in Latin America. And Roberto, what about you? I'm very keen on listening to analog field studies of reservoirs in Mexico and Brazil. This should be superb for LAPTEC participants, as correct use of analogs is always very important in the oil and gas industry. The other current topic that is of significant interest in our industry has to do with machine learning. I love the title of that paper in our session that mixes machine learning with reservoir physics. This, in my view, is critical. Not paying attention to the reservoir physics can easily lead to major technical fiascos and significant financial losses. Wow, that sounds interesting as well. Um, do you guys know how um, the virtual event will happen? Do you do your presentations and will there be an opportunity for Q&A? Yes, uh, we will be pre-recording presentations along with PowerPoint and submit those to the organizers ahead of time. And those will be played at the actual LACPEC event and then the authors will be available uh, after those recordings are played for live Q&A sessions. Good. That, although it's virtual, it keeps you um, engaged to be able to, to take questions from people. That's awesome. Yes, this is all new for uh, everybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, hopefully it'll, it'll work well. So let's talk about your paper. Your paper is a very timely topic for the industry, how the price of oil affects oil production. And specifically, it talks about unconventional reservoirs. Can you tell us a little bit about how, the, how this paper came about? Sure. We've been studying the petroleum market since the early 2000s when prices started rising due to extremely strong economic growth, particularly in emerging economies and the rapid increase of petroleum consumption that came with that. At the time, you'll recall there were widespread fears of oil production shortages. Then at LACPEC 2014 in Maracaibo, Venezuela, when oil prices had averaged about $100 a barrel for several years, we presented an original paper and a methodology to investigate the price of oil. We stated in that paper that, quote, with the vast global oil resource base and significant technological advances being implemented by the industry, oil prices could decrease in the future, end quote. Prices did start to decline significantly in late 2014, 
And you could say the world has been experiencing an environment of relatively low prices since then. Given that good comparison between our 2014 LACPEC study and the actual oil pricing during the last six years, we use the same methodology in this year's LACPEC paper for investigating possible ranges of oil prices in the future. I would just add that uh, oil production from shales is extremely important, but the recoveries have been reported to be very low, ranging between about 5 and 10%. That's low, but our research at the University of Calgary shows that these recoveries can be increased significantly by Hoff and Puff gas injection. Thus, we decided to integrate this aspect in our oil price manuscript. So without giving too much away, um, what were your results? Our results stem from a successful matching of the small and large variations of historical oil prices since the year 1861, using a model we call the Variable Shape Distribution, VSD model. We also successfully match oil consumption rates from 1861 to 2019 using a global energy market model, the GEM model. The combination of the two models and our investigation on availability of oil resources leads to the conclusion that our statement at LACPEC 2014 in Maracaibo remains current. That is, oil resources are abundant, technology keeps advancing, particularly for unconventional shale oil, and all of this has resulted in fairly low price levels. Our methodology further indicates that, barring an unforeseen global disruptive event, oil prices should remain suppressed for the foreseeable future. This supports the findings of the book I, I mentioned earlier from 2015 that forecasts oil prices between $40 and $60 per barrel by 2035, because prices are unlikely to prevail above the total production costs of the new supplies which are estimated at 40 to $60 over the long run. These findings contrast with the work of authoritative energy forecasting agencies who project rising prices in the coming decades. Of course, uh, price spikes are possible, and so are price crashes. As we saw earlier this year when oil demand was devastated by effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. In addition, a short-lived price war by major producers Saudi Arabia and Russia added further downward pressure to the price. Despite this, forecasting organizations are already predicting sharply rising prices in the years ahead due to a global economic recovery and envisaged oil supply shortages because of lack of capital investment. But again, our research suggests a low price trend on account of abundant reserves, improved technology, and declining production costs. Roberto, anything to add to that? No, I think that's uh, excellent and very complete. Uh, I have not, nothing to add on that one. Are you considering becoming an SPE member? When you join SPE, you join a society of dedicated professionals just like you, working to address the technical challenges of the global oil and gas industry. SPE membership gives you the opportunity to make local and global connections and build a network of influential technical leaders from every discipline. Learn more at spe.org slash join. So you, you talked a little bit about um, what you feel like the, the results indicate for the future of oil and demand, but is there anything that we can look for in that 
model? Yes, our uh, global energy market GEM model has been used since 2007 to forecast oil consumption. It provided accurate results when compared with the most recent statistics of oil demand or oil usage. The topic of peak oil demand has received much attention in recent years. There are many opposing views on when oil demand will reach a maximum. Even some oil companies, particularly some of the European organizations, see the peak coming soon enough. For example, the mid-2020s, and they even talk about it publicly sometimes and have made some adjustments to their investment portfolios to accommodate a greater emphasis on natural gas and renewables. Our LACPEC paper, however, indicates that it's unlikely that oil demand will peak in the coming decades, mostly because there is no large-scale substitute for oil in its major end use of transportation. The petrochemical sector is also expected to be an important source of growth in the coming decades. Well, I would like to talk a little bit about the uniqueness of our forecasting methods for the oil price and global oil consumption. Uh, those methods and projections uh, have remained unchanged since their creation and publication in an SP paper in 2007. And yet they continue to generate reasonable results. This is in contrast with methods of other organizations and commentators that change their forecasts repeatedly. So speaking of volatility, can you give us your insights on the recent turmoil in the industry and how it may affect us in the future? Yeah, for example, uh, a somewhat recent event that caused market disorder was the attack on oil facilities in Saudi Arabia in September 2019, which disrupted oil production capacity of the kingdom by about 5 million barrels per day. That volume is important as it represents about half their daily production and close to 5% of the global supply of oil per day. So this resulted in an oil price increase of about five to six dollars per barrel to a level of around sixty dollars. Had this happened a decade ago, the jump in the oil price would have been much more significant. Still, following the attack, we saw some news media articles asking the question, will oil reach one hundred dollars? The fact that the increase was only in the order of five to six dollars and that just a few days later, the price was back down to about $55 per barrel, speaks to the fact that the global endowment of oil, enhanced by the capability to produce oil from tight and shale petroleum reservoirs, has significantly removed the upward pressure on oil prices. The most recent dramatic event obviously has to do with the effects of the COVID pandemic. This brought the world to a standstill and combined with the major producers raising their production levels in the price war, it resulted in a negative negative WTI oil price in April 2020. Uh, many commentators have therefore been predicting the end of the petroleum industry. Contrary to these views, our research indicates that the industry, with a significant shale oil and gas component, will contribute to global progress for many decades. This in spite of major problems stemming from the COVID-19 pandemic and the recent oil price war, both of which had clearly devastating but probably temporary impacts on the industry and on global petroleum consumption.
Well, yeah, it's really it's really been a, a roller coaster lately, especially like you said with the COVID nineteen. I wanted to throw one other question in here for you. Um, you in the um, in the beginning, you talked about your study and your work done with the energy mix. Can you give us a little bit of your insight on how that will look for the future, the energy mix? Well, we basically see a very rapid penetration of natural gas into the future energy market. Uh, we have a forecast that goes out uh, to 2035, also 2040, and we even extend that further into the future. But basically, already in the 2030s, we see natural gas having the highest market share out of any of the energy sources. And that's based on the many advantages of natural gas, like its abundance, its affordability, its wide geographical distribution, and its environmental benefits uh, compared with the other fossil fuels. So when when burned natural gas emits fewer emissions than uh, than coal and oil. Um, in addition, uh, the unconventional gas revolutions we've spoken of have resulted in low gas prices. And we also believe that uh, we're in for low long-term gas prices, as is apparent from the experience in North America over the past decade, where the shale gas revolution reduced prices, uh, or and that uh, led to a decommissioning of coal-fired power facilities and their replacement by plants run on natural gas. And by the way, that has reduced CO2 emissions in the U.S. to levels not seen since the 1990s. So really amazing. So uh, we think similar emissions reductions could be expected in other parts of the world, like Asia, for example, as cheaper and cleaner gas replaces coal in electricity generation. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. It's definitely a hot topic, you know, zero emissions as some uh, companies are working for. And like you said, the the mix. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks very much to you, Paige. Thank you, Paige, for all your hard work. And uh, well, we'll see you at one of these meetings one of these days. <laughs> Yes, when we get back to uh, in-person meetings, hopefully soon. If you want to hear more about this paper and many more timely presentations about the industry, you can still register for LACPEC at spe.org events. Let's keep the conversation going. Use the hashtag SPEpodcast on all your social media channels. Reach out and leave comments and reviews. We love hearing from you. You can find SPE Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Search SPE Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn. We're also online at spe.org slash podcast. Special thanks to this episode's guest, Roberto F. Aguilera and Roberto Aguilera. I'm Paige McCowan. Thank you for listening.